after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Auto-correct this! My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. I have a question for you, Veeves. Yeah, what's that? Is today's show going to be cacophonous? <laughs> There's going to be some cacophony. I thought there was going to be a lot of cacophony yeah. in today's show. Are we ready for that cacophony? Well, are you ready to have a fight? I don't want to fight about this. <laughs> We're going to fight about it. Today is about fighting. Today's show is all about fighting. I had this idea the other day, or maybe yesterday. Yesterday was an other day than today. Yeah, so could, um, that qualifies. I don't want to fight about this. <laughs> uh, I don't know why this popped in my head. I think we were having dinner and I said, has anybody uh, or ha- has anybody named you and I <laughs> done a show about uh, commercials where people get into brawls? And um, I, we weren't watching TV. I don't know why it popped in my head, but it does seem like there's a lot of fighting in commercials. You know, you said that and at first I couldn't, I, I can I can think of certain kinds of scenarios where brawls are, are in commercials or fights are in the commercials, but it's also kind of a dicey thing to put into a commercial mm-hmm. because like it's violent and unless it's being played explicitly for laughs, it's probably not a specter that most marketers would like to invoke for selling a product. So it was um, it was interesting to, to kind of research what kinds of commercials use uh, use fighting as a as a narrative device. Well, I've only seen, you put this show together, um, and I've only seen one of the commercials on your list so far, and I thought it was interesting that it is a product where a bunch of people are fighting. It's a product, and in the commercial, a bunch of people are fighting, but the people who are fighting both represent the competition of this third product. So I wonder if we'll see more of that, too. Like, our product, we stand over here. Our brand stands over here while those brands fight over there. So how about I get a point every time that is the plot of one of these commercials? I don't think you're going to get a lot of points, although I think Mm. it's interesting to consider what products, you know, like what products might that are like the third we've talked, I think we actually have talked about like also rands before like products and brands that um, either are not, that are not the one number one or number one and two of a brand of a type of product. So like, you know, you've got Pepsi and Coke and like could RC Cola conceivably make an ad that's about how Pepsi and Coke are always fighting. Yeah, I think we did that. I think we did do something like that. Yeah. yeah, Quite quite a long time ago. Also, we have. um, Did you peep ahead to the ad council? Because we have something really fun. I did peep ahead. I didn't I didn't. I didn't listen ahead. I just peeped ahead. Well, last week on the show, we played. and I, Oh, it was because it was all about hot dogs last week. Or not hot dogs. My apologies. It was all about hot dog vendors last week. Mostly commercials that use hot dog vendors to sell things that are not hot dogs. Um, and we revisited the Armor hot dog jingle. And we'd forgotten how kind of, I mean, I don't know if this word is overused, problematic it is. (laughs) It lists a whole bunch of different types of kids and it uses some language that we don't use these days. It says, and then it says fat kids and skinny kids, which I don't think there's anything wrong with saying fat kids and skinny kids. I don't know. We're generally encouraged not to comment on people, particularly children's bodies. Exactly. In these, these modern times. So one of our, um, one of our, 
regular callers has called in with some reworking of the lyrics for I'm us. Very excited! So that we can I have not enjoy heard the Armor yeah. Hot Dog song in 2024 and that's really what everybody wants so thank you we'll get to that in just a second let's start though with a little bit of fighting you gotta fight for your right to Alright, that's about all of that as I can take. That's all of that as you can take. That's about all of that as I can take. What I wanted to play was Everyone Was Kung Fu Fighting, which is more... Oh, yeah. More, I feel Why like, didn't we use that? Because it's from 1974, and uh, I... It has to be from the 80s. I was trying to be a stickler, so I picked a song from the 80s. Let me ask you this. Why didn't we go with, I can't fight this feeling It was a toss-up. I, I just felt like... Something, I don't know, somehow Fight for Your Right felt like more on theme somehow. It's more like you have to fight as right. opposed to I can't fight. Yeah. Right. And and it's, you know, I can't fight this feeling anymore is about an internal struggle. Sure, it is a different and kind of fighting. And I got to fight for your right to party is more like a... Uh, a societal struggle. Anyway, I've got a, I've got some notes here. Okay. I can get out. Well, that'll be our, that'll be on the podcast about this podcast. <laughs> How we make the decisions we make in this podcast. <laughs> um, let's just keep on making podcasts about the podcast until the audience gets smaller and smaller until it's just you listening to it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that <laughs> feels like an art project. I feel like the more I. Um, put off getting into this topic the more we will be down to one listener so <laughs> let's jump right in where do you uh, where would you like to start let's start with um there's a particular sort of setting and type of of fight that i thought would be a natural fit for commercials i only found one um but also i did kind of put this together a little bit um quickly not to say slapdash um, but that is the old west, a oh, saloon old west brawl. Mm-hmm. That's right? what I pictured right People away. People flying too. through the mm-hmm. batwing doors. Somebody stops playing piano. Yes, well, that's very germane to this uh, mm. commercial. Actually, this is for Asper Cream, uh, which is Asper Cream. That sounds like one of those old timey things. It is an old timey medication. I think you put it on sore muscles or something. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. Uh, they also have a, a tagline that they've been using lately that I like a lot. That I wanted to. That actually would have fit in great to our our accident or, or our like under the radar swearing show oh, because yeah. they use like uh, kick. Oh. Pain's aspirin cream oh, or something. Oh, I think I vaguely remember this campaign. So, okay, yeah. It does sound like something, though, like if you rub it onto sore muscles, you're like one of those um, weightlifters who's wearing a singlet. And right, you have a you've got big, a curly mustache. <laughs> curly mustache, and then you got to put aspirin cream yeah, on Yeah, and you're like, you, you have, you're in possession of one or more medicine balls. <laughs> exactly. And, the, yeah, the, um, the dumbbells. The kettlebells. The, yeah, the, the dumbbells you're lifting have, like, spheres on the end of it. Anyway. I don't know if that's going to come into this commercial. No, I think that's um, that's uh, not that's a bit far afield. Okay. We're in an old western um, saloon, very uh, you know prototypical, uh, uh, or you know, I, you know the the ideal western old west saloon, and there's a big brawl uh, going on as we open the commercial, and the piano player. Um, He's an older man with, you know, the, you got the stripy vest that, you know, the piano mm-hmm. player always seems sure. to wear. I, I don't know if he's wearing the arm garters, although I always I always like the arm garters mm-hmm. in old timey stuff. Anyway, he's playing away, like tootling away on the piano. And at one point, somebody hiding under a table says to someone else, like, how is the piano player still playing? Yeah. And he hears this. I'm telling you all this because it just sounds like a cacophony, yep. as you said. I had a feeling. He hears that and he thinks and he misinterprets the question as to how can he be playing when he has arthritis rather than having to be playing through this brawl. How 
Is he still playing? Aspercream Arthritis. Full prescription strength. Reduces inflammation. Don't touch my piano. The fight goes back into into full swing and somebody kind of brushes up against the piano and he just like, without breaking stride, just like punches them in this little rabbit punch and knocks them away from the piano. And then continues playing the piano. Yeah. And I'm looking up the tagline here. It is kick pain in the asper cream. Is that what it is? Kick pain in the asper cream. Yes, there it is there. So I like that as a tagline. All right. Um, So, you know, uh, what what's happening in a fight? What might it what might what questions might a fight prompt? Are there any sports fights in your list today? Uh, like uh, like a hockey fight or something. Either fans fighting or hockey people fighting. Um, we call them hockey people. Hockey here. people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there are any in here. Mm. I was trying to. Sort I'm, not, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I was just curious. No, I was, was thinking weird. about things I could picture. I had a hard time. Like, for one thing, when you go search on YouTube or even iSpot for like fight, what you mostly get is like. If in, on ice but you get like we're fighting cancer or, or fight or, stains or fight stains or UF or like an actual like you know uh, martial art of some kind mm-hmm. where fight is right in the title, and then if you go to YouTube it's even worse because like commercial and fight just brings up a whole lot. Now it did bring up an ad we've talked about before which I didn't include where a guy runs up to a bear a, that's on a stream somewhere and just like gets into a fist fight with a bear so that because they're fighting over the salmon i remember that this british brand of salmon yeah isn't it shot from really far away yeah it's kind of a beautifully shot weird commercial it's a weird commercial and i got i kind of went down a rabbit hole with this it's called john west salmon and john west salmon all their ads are like people going to extreme lengths to compete with wildlife for good salmon so there's Mm -hmm. one where they pull up like a huge shark out of the water onto a fishing boat and then they extract from the shark, Ugh. like fully from inside the shark. Like jaw style? Like, cutting, cutting open the belly? No, like he, he comes out of the mouth, but they oh. extract like a man from inside the shark who's gone in to get a full salmon that the oh, shark geez. ate. So. They should show they should show a sad um, salmon family like <laughs> yeah, that's the animal that it's like you just took my brother. Well, that too, and I think like um, now that now we're punishing both the salmon and the sharks. Yeah, sure. Um, anyway, I didn't include that because we've already talked about it. Okay, so that's man versus nature. Yeah, so this one is sort of um, man versus Canadian, I guess. Okay, <laughs> this is for Molson, of course, a famously a Canadian beer, and. It's just a series of provocations by this just like douchebag American who's like trotting out. Every, he meets this. He meets. The, he meets our protagonist. He trots out every ridiculous Canadian stereotype until he pushes this mild-mannered Canadian beyond the brink, and it becomes violent. So it, it, it takes place in a bar? I'm trying to look ahead here. I think Where, they're in an office. I think they're, like, meeting in some sort of professional context. So this is a commercial where an American is harassing a Canadian. And Where does it take place? I think they're in, like, the hallways of an office, like, in a cube farm somewhere. Yeah, okay. So I hear you're from Canada. Yeah. I How's know. it going, eh? <laughs> Do you want a donut? 
I thought all they had up in Canada were uh, lumberjacks and curlers. This guy's like obviously really, really smarmy looking, um, but he's got a little bit of Jim Carrey in him. If Jim Carrey were to be playing this character, he's really going. He's he's dialed it right up to eleven. Yeah. Yes, and his face is very elastic. He, I mean, he looks like he's he does doing. Look like he does a have Jim a Jim Carrey. Carrey. He looks yeah. like he's doing Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. Canada. Yeah. How's it going? Eh. <laughs> Do you want a donut? <laughs> I thought all they had up in Canada were uh, lumberjacks and curlers. <laughs> Is there running water up there? <laughs> Where's your tube, gay? <laughs> New dude <to> beauty. <laughs> I am so when he fight when he's finally had enough, this he's been sort of like politely smiling through all of this harassment, finally. He grabs the guy's jacket, pulls it forward over his head, and sort of starts roughing him up before some other office workers kind of pull him off of him. So that's like a hockey move, right? That's a Canadian yes. hockey fight move. Exactly. He pulls his jersey over his head and then starts beating him up. So I am Canadian. I am Canadian. Be careful. who Don't, don't, don't poke a Canadian with a short stick. Yeah, well, I think uh, maybe... You, you know, there's a limit, even with Canadians who are, you know, mm-hmm. uh, famously nice... Um, it would have been actually, I think it would have been a better writing, although I, I think some of those jokes are funny, and I think the guy who's delivering them is pretty funny. It would have been funnier, I think, to for him to lose it on, like, some, some the guy, like, saying some stereotype about how nice Canadians are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, sure. Um, so I just- What's I, a toque? Uh, it's the, it's like a ski cap, I think. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, I, w- I also wanted to note that for a guy who apparently has nothing but contempt for Canadians, he knows so many, so much about Canadians. Well, I'll bet you if, I'm sure we have Canadian listeners, and if you were to ask a Canadian whether or not they listen, you know, th- this absolutely awful guy yeah. who is like saying all this stuff. Okay, that's an exaggeration, but I'll bet you almost any Canadian who lives in the States and meets somebody, like I'll bet you once a week, here's one of those things, yeah. at least from one person. You I'll know? be honest. And it must just be. It probably is irritating, but I stereotype Canadians probably as much as anybody, you know, not like, I hopefully I'm not a, an absolute monster about it like that guy, but I, we do hold stereotypes mostly benign about, I mean, I would say exclusively benign. imagine having benign. to hear it No, I, time, I'm though. saying yeah. I'm not bragging about this. Yeah. I'm saying it's probably not great. I remember when we used to play like our homemade version. Remember we made it, we made, you know, the game Apples to Apples. It's kind of like yeah. Cards Against Humanity. And we would play it, but we made up our own cards so because it was more fun to play with like references that were specific to the people in our life and mm-hmm. everything. And I remember one of the cards was one of the answers was Canadians and something about Canadians. It was always the funniest answer to really? put it with anything. Yeah, I remember that we made that homemade game Ashes to Ashes that was like apples to apples. But I mean, that is as far as I remember. I remember playing with like your brother's friends when they were visiting yeah. in town. And then, of course, our friend circle, because like you said, there's a bunch of inside jokes. But, like, that is the extent of it. I don't even remember exactly how to play. I remember the broad strokes, and I certainly don't remember what was on any of the cards. I, I just remember that Canadians was always a funny one, and it, it always seemed to be a winner because it just something about it, like, applying it to ridiculous things was always very funny. Huh. Um, so I just will note this isn't another fight, but they actually made a sequel to this ad okay. where it's just a really quick um, – I don't even know if it's if, if it's even 15 – I guess it's 15 seconds – it's the guy, the Canadian guy, um, and the American who was harassing him. They're now having a beer together at the bar. 
but the American guy still has his jacket pulled, <laughs> pulled up his over head. his head, so he's at the bar with like his without his head showing. No hard feelings, eh? <laughs> you said hey. <laughs> and the oh. cheers. And it ends with the American trying to pour his beer, but because his head is underneath his jacket, he's totally missing his. He's missing glass. his glass, his schooner. Um, yeah, and this time it does not um, resort to more violence. Yeah. Or not, it, I said it resorts, and a person would resort, and therefore I just referred to a person as it. I didn't mean it that way. But that's anti-Canadian bias. That is anti-Canadian uh, bias. Um, but this time the Canadian just sort of like looks. Yeah, just, just like just exhausted, just exhausted. Yeah, not not <laughs> violent in any way. Uh, Canadian listeners, uh, we would love to hear from you about what is the most annoying thing you get from Americans about being Canadian, especially Canadians who are living here in the United States. Yeah, right? but every I mean, I think it's the rare Canadian that hasn't spent a little bit of time in the states. Yeah, it's true. So you must have heard it somewhere. Um, all right, let's talk about this Oreo commercial. I think we this was, I believe, a Super Bowl ad, and so we may have covered it at some previous date. Mm-hmm. But it's such a great fight commercial. I wanted to talk about it. Do you remember I this one? I think I remember. This is in the library. This is in the library. Yeah, this is a good commercial. Yeah. So um, it's a taste great, less filling type of, type of premise, right? Do you like the cream or the cookie? Um, but the debate erupts. Did we do a show about that, or have we just been talking for years about doing a show about a fake argument about the product? Like, We've talked about it. Taste great, less filling. Uh, left or right left Twix. Left or right Twix. I think that we actually had half of a show sheet written on that yeah. topic, and then it just sort of petered out. But this would be another one. So this is a – I didn't remember that. This is about what is better, the cookie or the cream. Yeah. And oh. we've talked about doing that show so many times that I honestly don't remember now if we ever really I did it. I don't think so. One of the problems with a show like that is that – by this time we have mostly in some way talked about the relevant ads to it so yeah. we'd be would be retreading old territory in order to highlight that specific aspect. But if listeners have any other um, suggestions of examples of that type of commercial right. that uh, we didn't just list, the old Bud Light campaign, Twix, and I guess this one. But it is an interesting concept of like creating a false argument about your product. Yeah. You know, not Two about Two attributes, like, which yeah. is more important. Exactly. Or, I think it's an interesting concept. Yeah. Hmm. I do too. I mean, I think and, and it's, it is it is like a sort of a tried and true marketing technique right i'm not trying to get us off topic but i've been a little bit distracted the after the past couple of commercials that we've played okay and we're not going to play this don't worry but i just need to tell you why i'm distracted all right i don't know what's going on with the algorithm on youtube right now but you know how you'll watch a commercial and then it'll or you'll watch a video and then it'll suggest something for you it keeps suggesting to me a one minute and 18 second video called Worst guitarist ever, Henry Kaiser. And it was posted 10 years ago. And I just want to know, like, who's got it? Who, I don't know who Henry Kaiser in, but who's got it in for Henry Kaiser? That Maybe just, just like, a lover of great guitar music. And why does YouTube so badly want me to watch a video? <laughs> 
of the worst guitarist ever, Henry Kaiser. And I, you know, you go ahead and set up this Oreo commercial. I am not going to watch this, but I'm going to send myself a link to it so I can watch it later. And then maybe I can, like, start paying attention again, okay? Okay, that would be nice. Um, this next one, uh, okay, so we t- we mentioned it's the Oreo. We mentioned it's Oreo, and it takes place in a library, and they're fighting. Yeah, so it really just starts with two people sitting across from each other um, eating Oreos, which I think I'm going to repeat myself here because I'm sure I always have the same thought about this, which is you really shouldn't eat Oreos in a library because um, when you eat food in a library, it attracts bugs, and bugs then eat the paper uh, in the books, so no eating anything in a library. You shouldn't be you're eating saying. anything in the library, but I think that that rule has probably gone the way of the dinosaur. So um, they get into the you know the fight, but they're whispering because it's the library. And as it as this fight kind of spreads out and becomes more of a full scale brawl in this library with people pushing over books, stacks of books, mm-hmm. and uh, shelves, shelves, and like throwing things. And chairs, uh, and then the finally the fire department shows up. But they through it all, everybody maintains the um, the rule about whispering. I've always preferred the cream part of an Oreo. That's crazy. The cookie's the best part. Cream cookie. Cream cookie. Cream cookie. Cream cookie. Cream <laughs> they use they use a megaphone at the end for yeah. the cops to say, "You guys gotta stop fighting." The the, the cop car, by the way, has crashed through a brick wall. There's you know every like the the sounds that are that are natural sounds are their normal volume. It's just that everybody refuses to speak out loud. That's a tough commercial to produce from a production standpoint. I, I don't know. even mean I don't even mean like from the. From the spectacle of all the visuals that's going on, but to manage the to be able to hear, and they do a good job with it. I think our, I'm guessing that our audience was able to hear pretty well what people are whispering, but then to have to like sort of compress that with all of the loud banging around, but still have it be intelligible. Yeah, no, it's a real challenge. I thought I think they did a good job. I think they did a pretty good job as well. Now, another thing that I'm sort of thinking about here, I want to go back. I'm trying to figure out how I can get points today. Um, so just you know, this isn't a quiz, right? I know, but I just feel like here's the deal. And I don't want I, I want to make this very clear. I don't want to fight today. <laughs> I just feel like you know, when I produce shows, you're getting you're getting points left and right usually. I haven't gotten points in forever. So I'm trying so to figure it away. So I'm trying to figure out a way just to not make it a quiz, but that I just get <laughs> I walk away today with more points than I came into the show with. We, I mean, I think we can just say you did. Okay. Just like well, let's, we just grant you the points. I mean, but I feel like I need to work for it. No. Um this has nothing to do with points. But you're just worried about point inflation. <laughs> if, if, if the coin if the if the points could be minted willy nilly, the value of the points right. becomes essentially nil. You get it. So I guess I just want to take a little tabulation here about again i've just been interested in like kind of like what kind fighting takes on all different kinds of um forms right right and that's why i was asking you before about like oh sports fans whatever but also if we were to take a little accounting of what we've talked about so far it's interesting to break it down but uh break it down by like brawl versus individual fight yeah so i do think that commercials and i'm guessing here and i'll get a bunch of points if i'm right um, <laughs> i'm guessing here that the majority of these commercials will escalate to full brawl yeah and i think that is that's a function of what i was sort of talking about at the start of the show which is 
a one-on-one fight, it's hard to make it anything but serious. Now, the one we've talked about that I almost included again just because I love it so much is a Sprite commercial that involves um, a professional wrestler who shows up at a kid's house and then proceeds to just like oh yeah we talked about on this kid yeah because and it's like it's almost it's not a it's not a make a wish thing but it's kind of like the parents yeah. do they, they wins a contest, a contest or something, or something. Yeah. and then some wrestler comes over and the parents are like oh let's give him some room he's gonna fight little Timmy yeah and then the wrestler like pulls no punches just wails just on Timmy wails on Timmy <laughs> I love and it. it is and you really it's it's one of those like he thinks he's gonna drink Sprite and become a good fighter but like drinking Sprite no. doesn't make you a good fighter <laughs> I forgot about that commercial it's so wonderful but generally speaking I think you're right that the comedy what can be easily played for laughs is a brawl. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing like, there's nothing like super uh, kind of personal about it, and you're not really looking at people getting injured, or you're, or the specter of someone being injured isn't really being raised. So mm-hmm. like, I think that, that yeah, there's probably more more brawls than one on one fights. I was just googling to see if there's any good. Even the Canadian fighting with that guy, all he does is pull his jacket over his head and kind of like. Grab him. He doesn't yeah. really like punch him or anything. Um, I wonder if there are any commercials of mascots fighting because that would be both that that would be one on one fighting that isn't scary. <laughs> it's not. It's not too scary. I'll, I'll look that up on my off time. <laughs> uh, so, what is this next commercial here? This is so weird. This is. I. I'm really looking forward to you seeing this so that you can perhaps explain to me what is happening uh, and why this is a commercial for a law office. Okay. Um. This is for a a law firm called At Cause Law Office, and it just opens in a very standard issue cube farm office setting, mm-hmm. where I I now forget how it all kicks off, but like a small infraction or a small uh, disturbance escalates to becoming a full scale brawl, mm-hmm. and this off uh, and and not even just a brawl, but like kind of chaotic things happening, like you know things getting broken and destroyed and it's just like a whole chaotic scene and then somehow the pitch for this law office is is your office too chaotic like let us help which is very weird are we supposed to believe that it's the lawyers who are fighting no no no, I no. Think this it's, is like this is your, this office. Is your office i see yeah. okay okay let me watch this maybe we'll... i'm missing some uh, you know i might be missing some key factor here that explains it all People are just kind of like doing their daily tasks. Mm-hmm. It's irritating. The copy machine's not working. Someone's, you know, aggressive stapling is kind of getting on someone's last nerve. So people are getting just tetchy. Yeah, you hear the you hear the water bubbler bubble. So it sounds like they're starting to build up to a rhythm here as well. I haven't seen this commercial yet. But there's sort of a rhythm to this, but yeah, it sort of seems like just like the noises of the office place and the people who are making those noises. You know, like the beginning of Office Space, where all he can hear is that woman repetitively saying. This is so and so. Oh, I you wonder. Hold, you know, this looks like it's that era too. Yeah. I wonder if this is, um, if that was kind of sparked an idea yeah. or something. Because I feel like I'll, both with Office Space and the TV show The Office, yeah, you, the drudgery and the, yeah. the banality and the beigeness of offices was a big kind of theme in this at this time. Yeah, kind of early to mid two thousand. Yeah. sure. Thank <laughs> you. 
The stapler is really driving one guy crazy. He's getting twitchy. He and he throws finally it throws that stapler. It knocks a woman in with holding a bunch of coffees into the copy woman at the copy machine. Now she throws paper. Someone else goes and grabs the fire extinguisher, and he just uses it to like batter things. Then it says, "Is your office a bit chaotic?" There's a built this this is one of those things on YouTube where they have an ad superimposed over the ad. Yeah. And so I can't see what it the says. Let's bring order. Get our custom employee handbook to bring oh, order okay. to So this law firm evidently offers some service where they bring order to your chaotic workplace. I don't know what their that little looks logo like. here says at cause law office non stuffy attorneys. Yeah. And they have an employee handbook to help your office from not being too chaotic. It seems like a very weird service for a law office to order but maybe it's some kind of like I don't know if loss leader is exactly the right phrase but some kind of like you know uh, help like free help that they offer to kind of get their name out there when you eventually have a legal need. And it's definitely a law office to service, you know, this kind of environment. I don't right. mean a chaotic, brawling yeah, environment. Not, I mean an office. They're not like personal injury lawyers. Contract review, business transactions, trademark protection, and other legal matters. Right. Um, and they are in uh, in Florida somewhere. So Actually, is, is this what offices are like in Florida? That actually seems, that seems, I feel like that is the missing piece here is that this is like just sort of like very recognizable to a fl an off, uh, an audience of Floridians. Now, what do you think is worse? The stereotypes that Canadians have to put up with or the they stereotypes? They can pry my <laughs> stereotypes about Floridians <laughs> from my cold, dead hands. Um, all right. So I thought I had something else to say about, oh, I know what I was going to say about this. Um, that was good. That was that was really good podcast hosting right there. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite things in this chaotic fight commercial that happens um, happens really quickly is, and we didn't describe it, is somebody comes along with some sort of sharp object. I can't see what it is, a knife or a shiv or something, and they just full-on pop one of those exercise balls that somebody yes. is sitting at at their desk, which was big at that time, too. I don't know if they're still big. I mean, office culture that's has actually, changed so much now. That's actually – the stapler, I think, was, was – interesting because the stapler plays a huge part in office space and the uh, and the yeah. popping the um the exercise ball is uh, directly lifted from one of Jim's pranks on Dwight. Really? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, they're definitely just sort of like trying to tap into that again yeah. kind of early 2000s totally. office uh zeitgeist thing. Yeah, I there. think they were like one bad idea away from putting a stapler in jello <laughs> right and, and also probably and having testimonials where people are talking directly right. to, the, to the camera exactly um well i mean you can't deny what in effect that i mean just the tv show itself oh. even leaving office space out of it a hat on our culture it I, is astounding. astounding and and deserved i mean that show like outlived its usefulness a little bit in my opinion but it when it was good it was great you mean when the uh, main character left and they kept it going for two seasons after yeah. that or a full one full season at least or one two full seasons season. after that and they did so much stunt casting with many talented people i mean you know james spader is very talented yeah. obviously i mean will ferrell was like briefly uh, like the head of the office, they brought in Kathy Bates for a while. Was Ken Marino in there? Or am I thinking of Brooklyn Nine? -Nine? I think you're conflating okay. that with Brooklyn Nine. -Nine okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I think I am too because he comes in as the boss man, uh, there for a while. The um, door's always open. <laughs> unless, unless it's, it's not, closed, and then you can open it. <laughs> um, all right, what is up next? 
Uh, let's see. Oh, the fighting okra. This is kind of fun. So, do you know what, what the fighting okra is? No. Oh, wait. Hold on. Is it <laughs> before? Okay. I had a shirt. I don't think this is going to be it, but I one of my favorite T-shirts for a while until it got pitted out and I had to throw it away was a gift from a listener that was like a college. Um, team shirt that's right and it was the fighting oak do you remember that shirt i do vaguely yeah yeah it was my favorite shirt i had never heard of the fighting okra but it was the logo or the the not the logo but the mascot for the team it's actually the unofficial although it's it's so popular now that it is it's virtually the official i mean this is an ad that i think this delta delta state university which is a mississippi uh small state school in mississippi uh, produce. That's so, right. It was Mississippi. I yeah. So they they uh, they have styled themselves the Fighting Okra, and so they have these wonderful ads, and they're just so they're super cheap to produce. You just have like two people who look like students, uh, in some setting like the dining hall or whatever, and they're just having a conversation. And in this one, I haven't watched all of them, but there's a bunch of them. In this one, one of them sits down, and he has in his like he's gotten from the cafeteria, or whatever. Um, a bowl full of fried okra that he's going to eat. And his his companion says something like, are you sure you want to do that? And he's like, oh, the fighting okra is just a myth, but it's not. Ooh, I think I'm going to like this one. Okra, huh? (laughs) That's a bold choice. Don't tell me you believe in that urban legend. I mean, have you ever seen the okra? He takes a bite. He looks over. (laughs) There's just a a big frowning mascot of a, it looks like a, a a blue okra yeah it's kind of bluish wait i can't stop. <laughs> he starts to say something with his mouth full and then just the, say i can explain okay and then the okra just like cold cocks him right in the face <laughs> and then the, it's, it does this cool thing that it just uh, freeze frames on it so it's, it doesn't go on from there and then it says it's not just an okra it's a fighting okra Feartheokra.com, Delta State University. And then the okra takes the remaining um, okras. <laughs> it just kind of slowly keeps going on. Dumps them and dumps the bowl ever. <laughs> that. Oh, God. We, and get, so, like, we got a fighting mascot. That's all I wanted out of today's show. Thank I know. You. And like, I love I loved the, <laughs> those ads are so good. And they couldn't have been very expensive to produce. But they're so well done right like they took they looked at what their sort of resources were and they didn't try to overcomplicate it they just did it with the writing i mean it's it's like two it's two shots basically i, I almost wonder if students made these too, it could if be they yeah. have a video program uh okay can i just watch another one of these because sure. youtube suggested it i i'm new to this world uh but this commercial is in the same campaign it says the fighting okra don't get bitten is the name of this one i don't know exactly what's going on we see somebody swimming in like a you know like olympic style swimming pool like doing um some uh some sort of exercises um you know, like practicing for a swim meet or something along their swimming lines. laps laps i guess yes sorry thank you <laughs> I, I got there when i said swimming exercises <laughs> really no i'm i'm really I'm, circling that oh one. my god i'm so beat today i'm sorry i'm so inarticulate even by my standards um but i i said they're doing their exercise and it's sort of i pictured like a bunch of older playing... people in a pool like doing right. exercises it's not that you're doing the verbal equivalent of yesterday when you were playing your cowboy game oh my god that and was rough. you couldn't figure out how to throw a punch speaking of fighting 
So yeah. you were just you just kind of kept walking around the person you're supposed to punch <laughs> for like five minutes. I didn't. So okay, just, just circling a minute while he just waited for you to get, to punch him. <laughs> we'll come back. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, we got a lot to talk about here, and we're we're not exactly um, going along today. Thing so. I've ever when you say my cowboy game, there's a couple of things related to this. And also, it, it, one of the things I think is the most funny related to this is related to a broadcast commercial, although it's a radio commercial. So um, I think probably anybody in our audience who has a casual relationship with gaming would be familiar with the game Red Dead Redemption 2, which came out, I'm going to say like five years ago or something. But I in those five years, I've heard nothing but people just praise yeah. this game. And it's made by the same people who make Grand Theft Auto. So if you're familiar with that game, that's the basic gameplay. But instead of being like a sleazeball in a city somewhere, you're a cowboy who has various friends and gang members or whatever. Yeah. And you're, But it's much more... Um, it's a much more sanguine sort of... I've played Grand Theft as well, and this yeah. is much more like you can take your horsey for a ride and just go hunting. It's a little and more pastoral. It's pastoral. You can just go find yourself if you need a little time out from robbing trains and, and, and horse-drawn carriages or what have you. Um, now, I don't usually play games like that. If I'm playing video games at all, I'm playing like a sports game or like a car race car game or something dumb like that. Uh, so this is kind of a rare experience for me to be playing one of these immersive character driven games and one thing i've learned in the two weeks since i bought this game is i don't like playing it around you because i feel and it's not you're not doing anything wrong like i I'm, you bet your ass i'm not doing anything wrong <laughs> I, I, I started playing it yesterday first of all i hadn't played in one day and i already forgot what all the buttons do <laughs> which is why i was having trouble getting that guy to fight with me um <laughs> i just liked how how placidly yeah because the non-player character was like just sort of standing there just like and that's not of... always the way it is it was just like <laughs> i had already completed whatever needed to be completed for that particular mission and it was clear that like the game was not supposed to fight back with me at this right. particular moment in the story but i was so bad i couldn't figure it out i'm just like moving around this just guy. Walking he's around just waiting circles. for me to tie him up or something like yeah. that or hog tie him or something <laughs> Okay, so that's what I've been doing lately, and you call it my cowboy game, but I call it now, and this is where it comes back to commercials. Okay, again, the name of the game is Red Dead Redemption 2, which I don't think really describes the game that well. I agree. Well. I think it's a sort of a mis... It's weirdly named. Well, it's like an evolution Everybody of that a I game. know who plays yeah. it calls it has some jokey nickname for and it. And my nickname for it now is based on a radio commercial that I've been hearing lately on the AM sports radio station. Um, and the commercial that I'm hearing is for high-speed internet. And it's a commercial that is told from the perspective of, it sounds like a young girl, right? Probably like a tween or something. And she's um, talking to us, the audience, and saying, boy, I feel so bad for my neighbors because, like, my neighbor boy who's, like, my age, because his parents... Uh, don't have high-speed internet. They just use their mobile devices as right. hotspots. And so he can't even play his video, his favorite video game, Horse Commander. <laughs> I am 86% sure that Horse Commander is a slot-in for Red Dead Redemption 2. And now I love... I just... I mean, I, I, it's not even a conscious thought for me anymore. I just say, I'm going to go downstairs and play Horse Commander right. now, which is such a better name than Red Dead Redemption 2. I love it. For my money. Uh, anyway, uh, back to this Fighting Okra commercial. So, uh, again, not the one that we just watched. This is a new one that neither one of us have seen yet. We're going to 
dip into this cold. I see somebody, they're swimming their laps in their Olympic-style pool, probably on campus somewhere. And it looks like the swimmer who's, you know, wearing goggles or something and is not, like, paying attention to their surroundings swims up to the side of the pool. And it looks like, if I'm getting this right, a fighting, I'm assuming another silent, frowny fighting okra is going to be waiting for them there. I wonder what the offense is this time. Okay, there it is. We see the legs of the okra. The swimmer looks up. Okay. The okra's the, timing the swimmer. <laughs> the okra, again, just looks so unhappy, but is holding a, a little stopwatch and is timing the swimmer. <laughs> okay, now the okra slowly holds up an alligator. Like a I'm small assuming. alligator, a small, but I will note a, small a real alligator. Yes, a real alligator, and I assume that uh, the idea here is long. the okra is going to throw that thing into the water to um, maybe inspire to the motivate swimmer. The to swimmer. motivate the <laughs> And then it says a 6.2 million aquatic center. Highly motivated swim team. <laughs> Feartheokra.com. These are wonderful. I, I hope students this. made them. I don't know. The, the... <laughs> Did you see the tag at no, the end? It was like, oh, it's got a shark <laughs> at tank. At the very end, do you see the uh, okra? I'm sorry. Yeah, the okra pulling a uh, crate that has the a shark symbol on the outside of it as if it's bringing a shark. Can I just the... say, from a professional standpoint, I, I work for university, of course, um, and I work in the marketing arm of the university and, and one of the things that we produce every year or every every other year or so is like a, the big ad that you see during a, a college football game, like usually during any college football game, each school will have kind of a, a short commercial for their for their school. And, and you know, they're honestly and, and I understand why it's difficult to do something outside of the box because you don't want to seem you don't want to go out too far on a limb. You just mm -hmm. want to like showcase how beautiful your campus is and you know how lovely your students are and how uh, like how clean your labs are because there's always somebody always in a white labs. lab coat holding up a test tube. But you know, also, I mean, I think with the UW, you get a lot more like people on boats. Like we're on, you know, the water is a big part of our kind of our university culture. So there's maybe a little bit more more of that than than any other school. But I, you know, generally speaking, they do they are a little cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. And I really love that Delta State University was like, let's try something really different. Although we highlight... don't know where these aired. I don't these know might they... not air like nationally during college football games the way. Well, um, I mean, Delta State do. University, I venture to say, does not sure. have a nationally yeah. televised no, football true. team. That's true. Um, I I don't know where they aired, and I don't know how these were how these were um, disseminated or used. But I can tell you that the UW doesn't have anything equivalent to it. And we have some fun things that are happening on social, so maybe that's sort of the mm -hmm. equivalent. But this is great, and I do think that more it would be more interesting if more universities and colleges, when they do their television marketing, were a little bolder and a little more uh, willing to step outside of some of the parameters that seem to have just become the norm. Yes. Okay. Again, only because we seem to have extra time today, I'm going to go on another tangent here. But I, I have two tangents I want to go on. Number one, okay. I just called up the University of Washington on iSpot, and there's a bunch of random commercials here. If I click on any of these randomly, and none of them show in their little, like, kind of um, – in the little thumbnail, somebody in a lab. If I click on any of these randomly and there is a, a quick shot of somebody in a laboratory holding up a test tube, do I get a point? Yes. Okay. I'm going to click on this first one. 
It's called uh, University of Washington. I would uh, try population health. There's almost certain to be somebody. Else. I don't want to. You know, I do see population health here. But you know, what? I really don't want to put my finger on the scale. I'm going to okay. click on this very first one. I said randomly. And this is kind of as random as I'm going to get here. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. We'll tell the audience. Think of your biggest challenge. Okay. That one moment. I think I'm screwed here. I think this rowing. is going to fully focus on rowing. Yeah, rowing's is, big right now. This is the newest commercial. I should have gone with what you told me, but again, I didn't want to cheat, but I, I think that this is no, going to... it's a long... It's a 30-second commercial. There's still time for there to be a test tube. We'll see, uh, but we do see somebody um, who is... It's kind of right now a bunch of close-up shots of somebody preparing to do some rowing practice, I think. Think of your biggest challenge. That one moment where everything was on the line. Now think about who helped you along the way. It's all rowing. At the University of Washington. It's all rowing. We have a history of pulling toward a common goal. I hate this. This is a place where collaboration thrives. It's where friendships... Wait, okay, wait, hold on. We're on campus now. Okay, we've left the waters. All right. We're on campus. We're, is this the? Is this like Red Square or some sort of outside gathering place for that students? That looks like it's sitting outside Denny Hall, maybe. Okay, they're laughing, they're loving, they're living. Or cultures Okay, converge. they're in a classroom. Part of the shared experience. Lab, okay, wait. Okay, no test tube, but we do see somebody looking microscope. through a microscope, and he's wearing a white lab coat. So close. Microscope, white lab coat. Come on, test tube. Come on. Shared experience of shaping the future. Test no matter tube. where your journey leads, test we'll tube. be right there with you. Test tube. Because we can accomplish amazing things. Nope. We're back we to athletics. Together. I think, I think microscope is as good as you're going to get. Ah, damn it. But, you know, I think spiritually you were right. I was right. I wish I hadn't um, said test tube because it's not always a test tube, but it's always somebody in a lab and they always have goggles on. Okay. Yeah. The one other tangent, I know I'm stealing your show. We'll get back to fighting in a second. But when we were looking for um, the fighting okra commercials, uh, one thing that was suggested to me is not a commercial for Delta State. Is that what it is? Yeah, Delta State. But it's actual commercial for ESPN. This yeah. is from the ESPN marketing. Are you shocked that ESPN uh, saw some opportunity to make fun, have have some fun with the fighting okra? Exactly. And you know who's in this? I see we have two like sports center anchors, and one is the person who I mentioned, I think last week or two weeks on the show, a commercial that really confused me. Her name is L. Duncan, and oh, I, yeah. I was unfamiliar with her before that commercial, which was one of the reasons I was so confused by that commercial. But anyway, so this looks like this is L. Duncan and uh, Kevin Nagandi. Um, I'm not familiar with these folks' work, so apologies if I'm mispronouncing anything there. And it says that they're in ESPN offices, December 14th, 1.13 p.m. And um, they're sitting there and I can see it's an over the shoulder shot of the okra. So the okra is standing in front of this little table while these two people are doing work. We have gotten some bad reviews about your um, attitude. <laughs> and then we get, to, we get the full shot of the okra again. I love the arms the, akimbo. I love the, the hard swallow she does before she breaks the news to the okra. Yeah. Everyone's so afraid of the okra. She's really great. Now I retroactively like that other commercial yeah. more. Um, attitude. So your coworkers are saying here that you are uh, moody, a negative. And the Passive whole, aggressive. The whole time the ogre is just standing there, our hands on hips, just frowning down on them. Based on what I've seen of the ogre, <laughs> passive aggression isn't its problem. But not exactly passive. <laughs> I think you, I guess you kind of nailed that, Genevieve. Passive aggressive, but not exactly passive. Uh, you are standoffish, 
Someone described you as a buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just says, this is Sports Center. At when the she end. says buzzkill, though, it finally gets to the ochre because it sort of like drops its arms in resignation. Oh, I kind of didn't even notice. It's very oh, like subtle. it looks disappointed. Yeah. It, does, it's very it looks subtle. like it, it hurt its feelings yeah. finally. Oh, my God. A buzzkill. I love it. And I got to say, boy. Now I'm a big fan of Elle Duncan. Yeah. Assuming I'm saying her name correctly. She kills that performance. She's so good. Yeah, oh, man. Thank really you funny. for bringing the okra back into my life, Genevieve. I, I wore that t-shirt for so long. Yeah. I didn't even know the beginning of how wonderful the okra is. I'm going to get another, I'm gonna get some more okra uh, swag, like more, either a hat or a- Get some more uh, okra gear. Yeah. Okay. What's next in our fighting commercial? Remember that? Yes. Yeah, so um, from a fighting okra to a fighting spider. This mm. is for Mentos. Um, I also found this ad to be confusing sort of structurally or logically, but okay. it is funny. You have a couple, um, they're sitting on a couch and they're just kind of not canoodling, but just like sort of cuddling. She's the, the woman is reading something and the, the man is like kind of just cause head kind of like holding onto her shoulder and just kind of sn snuggling mm -hmm. with her. And all of a sudden she notices that the, she screams, uh, in a pretty dumb stereotypical way because she sees a spider. So the man's like, don't worry, I'll take care of it. He's like, you know, I'm the man. He gets up. He's wearing shoes. She's not. He puts, he, he starts to reach for the spider, but the spider grabs him. By his tiny little finger. By his tiny little spider legs and like throws him around the room. Oh, it's a Mentos commercial. It says it's better to know what's coming next. I don't think, this is just like. Skittles says we can be weird. Right. Right? There's no connection at all to this scene. Not really. I mean, the premise is that for this particular uh, style or uh, Mentos product, instead of just maybe like, I don't know, I don't eat a lot of Mentos, ah, but instead of like randomly yeah, um, getting a flavor, they're like in an order that you can expect. No, uh, no, I think of the opposite, Genevieve. Sorry, I, but I believe usually when you get Mentos, you buy a tube of one flavor and this is a multi-pack. Well, then what's the difference? Well, then why is it saying better to know what to expect? Oh, it's better to know what to expect. I see. So it is. Oh, and it's labeled on the outside of it. Sorry. Yeah. Why did I interrupt you to be so loud wrong there? Or it's better I to know see. what's coming next. Okay. So, okay. I've been loud wrong about this whole goddamn thing because it, honestly, you're right. The logic of the spider doesn't make tons of sense, but it does tie into, okay, people are being surprised. Right. If you had a whole campaign, you could build out, we take the surprise out of it. You know exactly if you're going to get lime next or banana or what have you. Yeah. Okay. So there's a connection there. I've never had any Mentos that aren't the mint ones. Like, I've never had fruit flavor Mentos. I don't think I have I'd like either. to try it though. They're chewy, right? Yeah. And honestly, if I'm going to have chewy fruit candy i think You're i can do starburst. better on mouthfeel i do starburst i do what do i have in my drawer right here genevieve still gummy bears three weeks and going strong same same thing to gummy bears i don't like those gummy bears that much These they're not hairy particular yeah ones? oh really i think i liked them more they were softer i don't know something with the uh, they didn't work for me i mean they're fine like i didn't hate them but i prefer hmm. I, I they were noticeably to me, inferior to Harry Bow. Well, my apologies for interrupting you three times to correct you when you were right about everything, uh, as always. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't love this commercial. It feels very low budget to me, honestly. Um, and it does also, it does st still sort of have that Skittles, like, look how weird candy can be now. Candy can be weird. I do kind of like the visual. And I think that they, you say it feels low budget. 
I like the visual of when the spider grabs him by the finger and then flips and him upside then flips down. And they do a nice job of of doing that camera trick to yeah. make it look like the spider really threw him, which is pretty impressive. Um, all right, this is one for Bud Light, um, and I was like surprised that there weren't more beer commercials. Actually, although I suppose when when you're talking about an alcohol, you want to be real delicate about <laughs> yeah. how you sure. uh, involve the idea of fighting uh, in your product marketing. But this is um, this is a uh, you know not taste great, less filling, but it's sort of like a we're not we're not it's a Goldilocks commercial, right? Like not too heavy, not too light. Oh, okay. So it starts with um, sort of a, a stereotypical or cliche scene of a bunch of teenage girls. I don't know if they're teenage girls, but young women. Young, um, like it looks like young hotties. Young the hotties. Be- young beer commercial hotties, like 20 yeah. year olds. And they're all in their cute, sexy PJs and they're having like a very gentle pillow fight. And uh, we're just going to hear them kind of giggling and throwing pillows around. And then we're going to hear kind of like a pause while the screen says, uh, too light. <laughs> you cut it out. You cut it out. <laughs> you cut it out. <laughs> too light. Now, you out. somebody you else enters out. the scene. Helga, oh, no. no. You cut it out. No. no. <laughs> I will not their friend Helga, who's um, less traditionally feminine, um, and German, and notably. German. But we're really getting into into stereotypes. A lot of, uh, lot of uh, national uh, stereotypes yeah, today yeah. on this show, uh, quite unintentional. And she's like, she's just there to she she came to fight, and, and she's says, just knocking these bitches out left and right. Not too heavy, not too light. Bud Light. The difference is drinkability. <laughs> Helga's still going. <laughs> Team Helga. <laughs> yeah, Team Helga. <laughs> and it looks like we have one more here. Yeah, this one I enjoyed and it <laughs> made me it made me laugh because oh my gosh, I so you'll remember Andrew that back when I used to do PR for the firm for a firm that represented Microsoft, uh, I actually worked on the acquisition uh, the communications planning for the acquisition of Nokia. Oh yeah, how'd that turn out? Not great. Um So Microsoft so bought you would, up Nokia right. and then so they really could sell kind of, Windows. So they could have their own manufacturer of phones, Windows phones. Um, and as if you just check your Windows phone, you'll see how well that all turned out. Um, everyone mm-hmm. listening, everyone within the sound <laughs> everyone of my who, voice. Everyone who's listening on their Windows phone right listen, now. Please check your Windows phone. Windows phones, I had one because I kind of had to professionally. Um, and, you know, like there were some... There were some decent phones. It wasn't the worst hardware in the world. It just was like it wasn't an iPhone or an Android. It wasn't an iPhone or an Android, and there was no there was no app market for it. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft either couldn't or wouldn't invest the kind of money that developers needed. Because I had a lot of conversations with developers about this stuff. Like there was no money in developing a Windows Phone app. So like if mm-hmm. you wanted one bus away, or you wanted um. Like, pick your, what's your favorite app? Like mm-hmm. any app that you use, Spotify, there was I mean. there was no there was no Windows version, or there and and sometimes there were these like workaround jank versions mm-hmm. that was almost it was almost worse. It was like it was just a reminder that you opened like Speedify, you know that like this is not <laughs> oh, great. instead of Spotify, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, um, uh, Dotify exactly. Uh, so that was just it was a it was a sad 
time for for Microsoft and Windows. And it's funny because the layout, like the sort of um, the tiles. Yeah, the tiles were kind of like they popped. Yeah. They were visually nice in the same way the Zune was kind of a cool looking device too, but it could never. It was Zune Part with Two. The, the iPod. If they had gotten their first, I think it could have been a winner. But they got their third, which is the whole point of this ad. But what I what I love about this story is you have this nice, uh, you know, phone company called Nokia that employs thousands of people in Finland. And then Windows is like, it's a it's a na- point of national pride for Finland. We're going to buy this whole company and then we're just going to tank it, drive it into the ground. And three years later, everybody loses their job. It's a heartbreaker. Congratulations, I mean, it's, Microsoft. It's not funny at all. I mean, it's it's darkly funny, I guess, but it's really a tragedy. It really is. I um, mean, somewhat, and I'm, I'm, yeah. It's not. It was a sad outcome. Um, and it's on you, Genevieve. And it was on me because I did some of the planning. Because um, mm-hmm. you because wrote some I was, of the press releases. Because I worked on a press release. Mm-hmm. Because you did that little thing where you did the four pound symbols on the bottom of a press release, and letting us all know. <laughs> The press release has ended. That's <laughs> and I, thus endeth yeah, are they the still, press release. Are they still doing that? Does a press release still end with like a series of hashtags at the bottom of it to thus end the press release? That you was know, always like industry standard. I know. Um, mercifully, I do not have to do press releases anymore. And if there's any, if there's a God, I never will. Um, so I don't know. Here, let me go to, you know, the website. I think we were talking about this on the show recently. PR, isn't it PR Newswire? Yeah, PR uh, is, is like kind of sort of a website where all press releases go for public. That's consumption. where press releases go to die. <laughs> no, to actually to, to find new to, life. To, I believe to find their forever home. Uh, <laughs> to find their for- and they can run around. <laughs> There's, there's so much there's so much fresh air um let me see here i'm trying to just i want to just get to one press release it's funny you i feel like my whole life is dodging press releases and now, and now i just i can't even get life. to a i can't even get to a goddamn press release on this thing i just want to see do press releases still end well, here here mckee foods and little debbie brand sweetens valentine's day with exciting new treats and fresh packaging stop the press all right this is uh, from december 29th 2023 uh there it is there's your byline your time hey, i would like to read more about bottom. these mini donuts when we get <laughs> okay contact uh cell oh i have mike uh gluckler's cell phone number here uh it does not end in this format it doesn't end that way but that might be a choice that pr newswire is making who knows if like when a company issues it i'm sure it's an in-house style here's how i'm going to get people listening um for a few more minutes so (laughs) you go ahead and set up this commercial and i won't interrupt anymore and then we'll watch the commercial but then i'm going to open up my work email and i've been getting a lot of press releases from like the some tv associates Association. It might even be the Emmys or something uh-huh. like that. I mean, For some is, reason, I just it is Emmy season or it but, was. but all year round, yeah. I get these these press releases. So I'll find an actual press release as it was emailed to me, and we'll we'll answer this question that the audience really demands to know. Yes. All right. So the premise of this ad is that we're at a very fancy wedding. Like it's pretty high end stuff, and I only mention that because I feel like there's a um, a low grade commentary on class in this ad. The premise is that during the wedding, um, somebody in the front stands up with their, and it's unclear which one, their iPhone or their Android phone, and goes to take a picture of the of the happy couple. And someone behind him says, "Who's of who's of the other persuasion? Uh, who's Android? If he's if the first one's iPhone." Tells him to put his big phone away. I'm guessing the big phone is, is an Android. Uh-huh. I feel like they got into the phablet. They got into the phablet thing, market. And this would have been around the era of phablets. Anyway, it quickly evolves into or escalates into 
a iPhone users versus Android users where they're hurling insults and breaking chairs over each other and punching each other. And I mean, it's a very violent brawl. And finally, at the end, it's pretty funny and entertaining. I think the, the writing's pretty good. Finally, at the end, we see the two two young people, attractive young people, who are servers at this wedding. You know, they have the catering outfits mm-hmm. on. And party down vibes. Got giving party down vibes. Um, who are Windows Nokia phone users who are like, maybe, you know, do these do these idiots know about Nokia Windows phones? And they're like, I think they just like to fight. I am delighted we could share in the serenity and joy of this beautiful day as we come together to celebrate the commitment of these Would you mind moving your enormous phone? You mean the enormously awesome galaxy? Mm-hmm, galaxy. Search, one trick pony. Aren't you a little young to have an iPhone? You wanna go? I sheep, copy bots. Auto correct this. Then <clears throat> full chaos, full out brawl. Is there an app for that? Search karate. <laughs> I like that there's an old man under a table who's trying to search, search karate. how to learn how to how to do karate in the middle of this fight. Is there an app for that? Search karate. <laughs> you think if they knew about the Nokia Lumia, they'd stop fighting all the time? I don't know. I think they kind of like fighting. The very last shot is of a guy who tears open his shirt to reveal a a giant tattoo of the Apple logo on his chest. And then it looks like he gets shot from behind. I think he just gets like from behind punched, or but something. hopefully not shot. A lot of, oh, I was going to say this before. So a lot of white people in that. Any? Oh, yeah. Okay. There, there's some people of color in that one. But that reminds me the, um, one of the office plays for that law, law firm, for that lawyer firm. Yeah. For that lawyer firm. That lawyer firm. <laughs> um, I don't think there was one person of color in that. And there are a lot of people in that. Is that true? Ah, uh, we could go back and examine it. I could be wrong about that. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you that you're wrong. I, I can't remember, though. Okay, but. Like all commercials, uh, white people are rep- overrepresented. This was a, first of all, this is a well-shot commercial. And also, no joke. And I never had a Windows phone. I don't have nostalgia for it. But um, seeing the bright colored yeah. screens with the tiles and then seeing the cute little phones from the outside, which are also kind of these Right, I'm telling colors. you, it wasn't a it wasn't yeah, a terrible product. It was product. the marketplace. It was the marketplace. Yeah, if got they've there gotten first? their first or second, even, and I think, but they also dragged their feet on everything. That was always a Microsoft yeah. thing, more than like just getting something to market and then nope, evolving absolute, it. Absolutely correct. Okay, Vives. Now this they, is they, the part they did of the not, show. There's something called minimum viable product, which uh, I think has been a struggle for them sometimes. This is the part of the show that everybody has been waiting for. I have here a press release. Okay. <laughs> from the Television Academy of America, or maybe just the Television Academy. Uh, for immediate release, it says, historic 75th Emmy Award galas get as many cooks in the kitchen as possible in preparation for feeding 8,000 happy, hungry Hollywood stars. January 9th, 2024. Hey, that's today. On Emmy night, January 15th, Los Angeles will not only earn its stripes as the entertainment capital of the world, but will also become planet Earth's 
Epicurean Epicenter. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about this event they're holding. I'm scrolling down, paragraph, paragraph. The consecutive galas are part of celebrations leading up to and including the January 15th telecast airing on Fox, blah, blah, blah. Thousands will attend, blah, blah, blah. Scrolling, scrolling, getting to the end of this press release. Are you ready? Is everybody on the edge of their seats? Are there going to be four hashtags indicating the end of the press release included in the celebratory libations? Are those supplies by the Academy's official award season partners, Johnny Walker, etc.? Let's go. Here they are. Only three, but I'll take it. There are three hash marks at the end of this press release indicating you can stop reading now. You're at the end of the press release. Yes. Congratulations. Hey, guess what? And this is the most important part of this whole thing. I got my points. (laughs) Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind I grabbed this from the um, Facebook page, Genevieve. Thank you for sharing your login with me. We're that 80-year-old couple now that apparently shares a Facebook page. But it's not like Genevieve and Andrew's no, Facebook page. No, it's just... You just have an old one that yeah, I use, I use it, when I need I use to it look for at this, this page. I use it for this show. I mean, really what we should have is a show facebook page but it all has to be connected to a person though yeah it really has to be somebody's email address so um brian posted this uh wrote the local morning dj was asking listeners about commercials from back in the day this morning this ruffles one has always been a favorite of mine now this is an old commercial that at the time would have been called the ruffles eskimo commercial um i know eskimo is not a term that we i mean it's, it's fallen out of favor i don't think I don't think it's a totally inappropriate. It's just an outdated term. You can say Inuit, but I don't think, whatever. I don't think that everybody that is categorized as a stereotypical "quote unquote" Eskimo is actually Inuit. Right. So yeah, I don't I'm know. What exactly the, I don't sure. know if there's an appropriate umbrella term. Yeah. Either. But um, I wanted to at least acknowledge that. And this is apparently from 1994. And I watched this before the show, and I do believe I remember this. Um, so you have a couple of guys, and they're all bundled up, like out, you know, somewhere. In their seal skins. In their and seal whatnot. skins. All the all the. Um, trappings of a quote-unquote Eskimo. And there's two of them out there, and one of them, and they're sitting right next to each other, like on a log or something, all bundled up, and one of them is eating a bag of Ruffles. Ruffles potato chips, huh? The guy who's not eating them is the one who said Ruffles potato chips, eh? and then his buddy just sort of groans a little bit. Ruffles potato chips, huh? You suppose I could have one? Well, if I give one to you, I have to give one to everybody else. (laughs) And then the camera pans out. Ruffles potato chips, more taste, more crunch, more reason to get your own back. (laughs) And there's nobody around for miles miles. and miles and miles. Um, I think I remember that. Do you? I don't. I remember. Ring a bell. I remember that old bag. That's something that happens with old age as well. At least with me, is 
Uh, and I don't think it's just with me because you've seen marketers sort of embracing uh, the nostalgia of old packaging. Like, look at that old bag of ruffles in the main shot right there, Genevieve. So, and those, you don't realize, I mean, the yeah. the changes of packaging happen often kind of slowly right. over time. The colors are the same. The font is basically the same. But little tweaks here, little tweaks there. And then all of a sudden you look back at a bag of chips that were, you know, omnipresent of your youth. And you're just like, holy shit, that bag looks so much different. And somehow it's always better. In the olden days. You know, I don't know if it is better here. Like a really? lot of times I think that, yeah, the old the old packaging, because it invokes nostalgia or sometimes has like a a, a time, it, it's tied to a style of the times that we that we like, like the 70s, you know, that really we kind of gravitate towards. Yeah. I don't think that I think Ruffles looks better now than it does here. Really? Yeah. It's a very clean design back then. Not that it's overly complicated now. It Does the design of this bag from the 90s look almost generic to you, like Lance potato chips or just some sort of off brand? It doesn't like sort of zing? Part of it for me, and I'm looking at a Ruffles bag now, it's interesting, like I certainly couldn't have drawn it from memory, but it's not structurally can i can you go back to what it looks like yeah let me see the, if i can get that tab back ad. open yeah. um i think the potato chips on the bag look better now like they look more appetizing oh, sure. they kind of just look like beige ovals yeah yeah on this on the old one yeah that's true um I totally get that the font is actually quite different is in it? the new one um and yeah, I don't know. It just I think it it looks a little bit better now. Hmm, interesting. Let me see. I want to take a look at a, a, a modern one. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I can see that. One thing I like about the old one is it doesn't have dip, and I don't like dip. <laughs> see, I like dip. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, give me some dip, Jennifer. I told you I don't want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I set this up at the beginning of the show, but I'm going to play for you the commercial we were talking about. This is for Armor Hot Dogs, and we played this on last week's episode. And this is a you know old you know I'm trying to remember what year this was labeled as. It looks like okay, 1967. So like this is a very old commercial. It's black and white. You see a um, hot dog vendor guy wearing like the the white shirt and pants with a little paper hat on top, and he is leading a whole bunch of kids like a Pied Piper of hot dogs um, through the fields and streets um, as they sing this jingle about armor hot dogs. Hot dogs, armor hot dogs. What kind of kids eat armor hot dogs? Fat kids, skinny kids, kids who climb on rocks. Tough kids, sexy kids. Even kids with chicken pox love hot dogs. Armor hot dogs. I forgot that it ends the dog that kids like to bite. I know. That's such a weird. It sounds like a double entendre, doesn't it? I know. Sounds like they're going for something there, and I don't quite get the joke. Yeah, it's it's there's something a little unpleasant about it. Maybe it is very it is very funny. I, I can't. Like that song's been stuck in my head uh, Has for it? weeks. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. This is unrelated to commercials, but the other day, and this this was like psychological torture to me. I don't know why this happened, but at one point last week, I woke up with the song "Wake Up Little Susie" in my head, mm-hmm. and I don't have strong opinions about that song. I like songs from that era. That one isn't necessarily a favorite of mine. I liked it a lot as a kid because it sort of told a story. Yeah. And I remember I think maybe my parents had to even explain it to me. Right. Like, Is that wait, how you why? Like about sex? Yeah, exactly. They said, well, these kids prayed too hard. <laughs> um, they were up all night praying. Um, but anyway, 
when you wake up and that song is just on a loop, especially just like the wake up, little Susie, wake up, and just like that part, and yeah. it's just on a loop yeah, in your head. Bad. I was ready to give government secrets I don't even have yeah. to myself. Right. I, it was so bonkers. Anything to make it in. Uh, have you ever heard the theory that an earworm like that, um, if you get an earworm for a song, you can you can get rid of the earworm by completing the song. In other words, listening to the whole thing. Oh. You might try that next time. I feel time. like you've maybe mentioned that to me I don't before. know if that's medically accurate. I feel like it would reinforce it in a certain it way. It seems, yeah, I know it seems counterintuitive, but there's something, I can also sort of see the logic of like, if your brain is trying to finish something that it knows isn't done, like yeah. at least getting to the end, you hear it ends the kind of like repetitive loop in your head. Scientists call it the old Roger Rabbit shave and a haircut conundrum. Right. That's what scientists call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got this note from Mike. So in that song, again, they say fat kids, skinny kids, and they also say sissy kids, which really Tough threw kids, me sissy kids. threw me for a loop Even because like. Pox. And I don't, you know, I feel like nowadays if you throw that word around, it's like a gay slur. And I don't think they meant it in that way. They just meant the opposite of tough, yeah. right? Um, but, but it wasn't a... It wasn't a compliment. compliment. Yeah. But it, but it, but I was saying last week, and maybe I'm wrong about this. I don't know. Nobody really weighed in on it. But, like, I feel like today in school, if you were being, a, like, a mean kid on the playground and you called somebody a jerk or a jerk face... That wouldn't be nice, but probably not necessarily punishable. But calling somebody a sissy would be more loaded and like yes. get into like gendered stuff in a way that I think people would find more offensive, at least in this part of the country. I don't, I don't know. Um, anyway, we had that conversation uh, last week and Mike says, here's my attempt at rewriting the old armor hot dogs jingle since we can't even call kids fat sissies anymore. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> so um, here is. And by the way, there are are two versions of these. I'm going to start with this first one that Mike sent. Um, here it is. Mike's rewrite of the Armor Hot Dogs jingle. Hey, Andrew and Genevieve. Listener Mike here with a little rewrite for the Armor Hot Dog jingle from back in the day. All right, here goes. Hot dogs, armor hot dogs. What kind of kids eat armor hot dogs? Smart kids, funny kids, kids who think outside the box. Sweet kids, silly kids, even kids with matching socks. Love hot dogs. Armor hot dogs. The dogs kids love to bite. That is... All right, I'll be expecting a check in the mail from... Armor Hot Dog Incorporated any day now. <laughs> I was glad you didn't say after these messages incorporated because the coffers are we cannot, empty. In we my cannot friend. unfortunately support your art, but that was fantastic. And what a great, honestly, it is, is there Armor Hot Dogs still? They, I, I do they don't exist? think I've seen an Armor if Hot they Dog. Do, if they, I guess if they existed, um, they, they probably don't. But if they existed, like what a, an amazing, like what an awesome opportunity. They should absolutely uh, buy that jingle because it's such a sweet, it is a wonderful update and up uplifting. Now, <laughs> Mike also said in his email, and because I couldn't help myself, here's an answer to the question: What if they just listed a bunch of ethnicities of people who probably <laughs> like hot dogs? <laughs> so that sounds like that could be on the edge too. But I promise you, it's not. <laughs> I trust. Mike. Here's Mike with the answer to that question. Everybody is asking: Hot dogs, armor, hot dogs. What kind of kids eat armor hot dogs? Polish kids, Swedish kids, every kid who's from the Bronx. Americans, Canadians, hell, even Russian Orthodox. 
love hot dogs. Armor hot dogs. The dogs kids love to bite. I think I should say orthodonks in there to make the rhyme right. Oh, those are wonderful. That's so good. Thank you, Mike. That was amazing. We love to hear your voices. Call our voicemail line at 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. You can also do what Mike did there, which is record yourself as a voice memo and email us after these messages show at gmail.com. Also, you can check out our YouTube page where I sometimes used to and will someday again upload old commercials that I find on VHS tapes. I have new obsessions right now. That promise is getting more and more tenuous. No, I know. Listen, I go through phases with my hobbies. Like, I've been pretty dart-obsessed recently, and then now I got my Horse Commander 2 I'm trying to play over here. Um, And I know that I will get back into digitizing stuff, but there's also, like, hundreds up there. So uh, Well, we should should at least include a few in in one of our upcoming shows. Yeah, I will do that. Uh, We'll bring back the old... um, you talking YouTube to me? Wait, what do we go? How do I never remember the name of my segment? With love from me, from me to, to YouTube. YouTube. Exactly. Anyway, again, if you want to find those archives, go to um, YouTube and look for After These Messages podcast. That's important. 607-444-5597 is the phone number. Thank you, everybody. Genevieve, what a fun show. Sorry for interrupting you so much. We'll talk to you guys <laughs> next Tuesday. Red Octagons couldn't stop me. But let me show you an example of this stutter effect. I really like this one. Play something kind of low down for me, please.